join me this morning and we'll read our, uh, our scripture together. It comes from the book of James, the first chapter. It says, you must be doers of the word and not only hearers who mislead themselves. Those who hear but don't do the word are like those who look at their faces in a mirror. They look at themselves, walk away, and immediately forget what they were like. In other words, they'll listen and walk away, and all they heard was blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go ahead and apologize now uh, because some of you may hear what I'm about to say this morning as coming from a cynical attitude. And if you know me at all, you know I am anything but cynical. And so I want to let you know that because we're going to be kind of frank today. And I understand it sounds like we may be having some issues with receivers and things with our microphones. So I hope you'll indulge us here. Did you know that uh, in the list of nations, the United States, the country that likes to think of itself as the apple of God's eye, the world's example of how to be a good, God-fearing Christian, did you know that among the nations of the world, when it comes to weekly church attendance by Christians, the United States ranks as number 34? And if you're interested among the states, Kentucky ranks as number 15. To be honest, the several reputable research groups that measure church attendance in the U.S. and around the world say that it's not really a very easy task. It's not reliable science, and it's not solid of actually know, to know how many people actually do go to church. According to their research, a good number of people who say they go to church on a regular basis actually don't. But they say they go to church because they feel like it, it, it helps them to feel better about themselves and they think it makes other people think better of them. When all the measuring and the surveys are combined, the number that most research groups say go to church is around 27% of Americans. About 27% of Americans attend church on a weekly basis. When those who attend occasionally are factored in to those statistics, the number goes up to around 35% folks in the United States who go to church. There are really, if you do, if you look it up, there's really a lot of other interesting breakdowns of various subgroups like uh, denominations and genders and races and ages and socioeconomic status that give us further insight into who's going to church these days. And if you look at it, you may be surprised at some of the information you find. And if you're interested in that sort of thing, I'd like to encourage you to look it up and see who's actually uh, committed to going to church. But one thing that all of the studies agree on is that church attendance around the world and here in the United States is on the way down and not at a slow pace. A lot of people are not going to church these days. And they're not going because church isn't working anymore. 
Greta Thunberg, you may have heard of her, is a young environmental activist from Sweden who's made news over the last few years for challenging world leaders to take immediate and meaningful action to address climate change. At only 19 years old now, she's commanded the attention of some of the world's most powerful people by calling them out for their disingenuous actions and empty words when it comes to environmental issues. Several months ago, she was invited to speak at the United Nations. She stood there before world leaders and influential people and accused them of saying a lot of words but doing next to nothing that matters when it comes to being environmentally responsible. It was a very brave thing for her to do. And in my opinion, she said what needed to be said. Greta is trying to move us. She's trying to move the world from a set of ideals and beliefs to a way of practice. She's asking people to not just say something, but to do something. She said to the world leaders at the UN, and she's saying to us, our ideals are noble and our beliefs are worth admiring, but ideals and beliefs are meaningless if they're not put into practice. She was saying that our ideals are not working, our planet is suffering, and entire species are disappearing, and we go on doing what we do the way we've always done it, and nothing changes because all we have are ideals, but no actions. And that, my friend, is why people are uninterested in what so many of us church folks have to say. Greta is saying to world leaders who can do something about the direction of our earth exactly what someone needs to be saying to church leaders who can do something about the direction of the church. Our ideals and beliefs, as noble as they are, are not working. People are hurting. And our beliefs, whatever they are and however genuine they are, are not helping them. We can learn of someone's injury and we can believe that they're hurting and we can believe that we should help them and we can even preach about helping them, but until we do something to help them, we failed them. When any church or any body or any organization or any ministry that exists for the one and only purpose of helping humanity is more concerned with what it believes than what it does, it may be certain of its creed and it can be committed to its dogma, but it's missing the whole reason for being when all it does is talk about the need. This morning, in the United States, there are an estimated 380,000 churches that are doing exactly what we're doing here. They're singing hymns and praying and sharing communion and receiving offerings and they're saying words. They're saying lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of words. Hundreds of thousands of preachers are doing what I'm doing right now. They're reciting the sermons that they prepared and they're hoping that something they say will get past all the other words that you're hearing and will find a deeper place in your hearts, and hopefully you'll be inspired to do something that'll make a difference in someone's life. So many sermons are being preached today. 
So many words are being spoken today. And so many of them will come and go with little or no effect. BUCC, I want to let you know something. I don't blame you. I do not blame you. It's not your fault. You're here and you're tuned in and you're eager to hear something that means something. And Pam and I cannot express to you enough how much that means to us and how very seriously we take our responsibility as your spiritual leaders. The problems with most of the words being spoken in many of our churches these days, some by celebrity preachers with massive audiences and huge followings, are that it's all words. Words that do more to cultivate a brand and generate revenue than make a meaningful difference. You may know that for a number of years I traveled and sang as a professional gospel music singer. My family and I, we sang on many of those Christian TV programs and in many of those big churches that you see on TV these days. We fellowshiped with and we got to know a lot of the celebrity Christians and preachers and we heard them tell their stories of researching their audiences and learning the best ways to cultivate that audience into devoted followers. They knew what messages and what words generated the most support. And so those are the messages that you hear from their pulpits. I feel that too often a lot of folks are getting from the church. All they're getting from the church is similar to what Greta Thunberg has been saying to us. If you follow her on social media at all, you know that she's been posting videos of powerful politicians and speakers who get up at the United Nations and at global climate summits and talk about how our world is in an environmental crisis. Then those same speakers jet off to the next summit and they say it all over again. And then when the speech is over, Greta plays the speech and then she'll play the same speech given at another climate summit somewhere else around the world. And when it's all over, she adds her own commentary and she said, so what they're saying to us is blah, 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 blah. Friends, that's why the church doesn't matter to so many anymore. People are tuning out the church and they've tuned out the church a long time ago because all they're hearing from us so many times is blah, 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 blah. I can tell you, the church that I grew up in pretty much had one message. It was about fear and hell and the devil. It was about living good enough to make it to heaven someday. It was about avoiding anything and everything that could keep us out of heaven. It was about keeping sin at bay and not giving in to temptation and turning away from anything that could distract us from living holy and being in holiness. We didn't dare think about inserting ourselves into a needy world. We were too busy trying to avoid the world. We didn't hear the cries of the black community calling for justice 
Because we believed that justice was an earthly issue, an earthly thing, and earthly things are the same as carnal things, and carnal things lead to sin, and sin keeps you out of heaven, and heaven is the ultimate goal, even if it means that black people have to suffer injustice. You can see why anyone who cares about justice only hears blah, 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 blah when the white church speaks. Many fundamentalists and conservative churches today have no room for the LGBTQ plus community. It's a battle that churches like ours face all the time. When so many in that beautiful but maligned community associate all churches, even our church, with those churches. We know that we're certainly not one of those churches that rejects, but you can see why so many in the LGBTQ plus community resist the message when we try to reach out to them because they've heard it all before from the church. Blah, 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 blah. It's the same here in our country for many in the immigrant community. When they hear preachers stand in pulpits and say angry, unchristlike words about them, they hear those words and then nothing else that those preachers have to say matters. Nothing else is even heard. Everything else that comes out of those mouths and from those pulpits is blah, 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 blah. It's the same for those who feel that guns should be reasonably and responsibly regulated in hopes of stopping the horrible epidemic of gun violence and mass shootings in our community and around our country. When people who've been impacted by gun violence hear religious leaders equating the right to bear arms with the right to worship freely. When the words of the Second Amendment are held in the same regard as the words of 2 Corinthians. When it says the God of all compassion comforts us in all our troubles. When those words, when the words of our founding fathers are equated with the words of the sacred scriptures, you can see why so many people have tuned out religion, especially that brand of it. All they hear is blah, blah, blah. For many indigenous people who were pillaged and driven out, forbidden, to practice their own ancient and sacred faiths by heavy-handed Christian missionaries who beat them and tortured them and dared them to speak in their native languages. You can see why all the indigenous community hears from so many in the church is blah, blah, blah. The church as it is, is on its way out. The church as it has been is on its way out. And between you and me, I don't know that that's a bad thing. That's why we here at BUCC have a lot of work to do. We have a lot of stereotypes to overcome. We have a huge task ahead of us. Friends, I still believe in us. I still believe in the church that God has called us to be and the church that God intended every church truly to be. I believe in a church that does more than talks. I believe in a church that looks at holy words like the ones we read today in the book of James and takes them to heart and puts them to work and makes a difference. Here at BUCC, we're showing up. 
And we're putting our faith to work and we're going into places with a message that can make things better for those who will hear us. But a lot of times the task we have ahead of us is proving to them that we're worth hearing. I believe in a church that not only speaks the word and hears the word, but does the word. And that's what BUCC is called to be. A church that does the word. Because if we do not, when we open our mouths, when that live stream starts, and somebody's scrolling along and they find us, if we do not do the word, all they're going to hear from us is blah, 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 blah. Let's be better. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Bluegrass United Church of Christ podcast. We'd love to have you join us for a service sometime. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at 500 Don Anna Drive in Lexington, Kentucky. You can find us online at bluegrasschurch.org.